This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll talk to the folks behind the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. They're about to kick off their 104th season with some really cool stuff. You'll want to hear about that. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. 61% of people in BC surveyed in a new poll admit they cannot keep up with the cost of living, so many are trimming their budgets to make room to pay down debt. While Statistics Canada reported the inflation rate fell last month, last month rather, prices have risen 7.6% since July of 2021. According to a poll from the Angus Reid Institute, Canadians are spending less because of it. A total of 58% of British Columbians are cutting back on discretionary spending. 43% have delayed making a major purchase and 45% are driving less. There have also been cutbacks to how much money people donate and how much they contribute to their RRSP or their TFSA. Some folks are scaling back or altogether canceling planned vacations. As part of the survey, the Angus Reid Institute also asked participants what would happen if they received a surprise $5,000 bonus? What would they use it for? 36% of British Columbians say they would use that $5,000 to pay down their debt. 48% would put it into their savings account or invest it. 9% would spend it on a big ticket item. And 7% would use it to pay day-to-day expenses. Voters in Surrey go to the polls on October 15th, and incumbent Mayor Doug McCallum is making a big promise. 60,000 seats big in a groundbreaking ceremony for the Cloverdale Sport and Ice Complex on Wednesday of this week. McCallum said that his safe Surrey coalition party, if elected, would build a multi-use stadium in the city, the biggest in Canada, and it would hold 60,000 spectators. McCallum says he's not sure yet where this stadium will go. And it's worth pointing out that the biggest stadium in the Lower Mainland right now is BC Place, and it holds less than that, 54,000 people. And it seldom draws anywhere near that number of fans in the seats. Critics call McCallum's idea a fantasy, while mayoral candidate Gordy Hogg is promising an extra 300 police officers if his Surrey First Party wins the race. Hogg says he promises to not only hire the new officers, but but to get voters the facts about a transition from the RCMP to the Surrey Police Service so they can make the choice about who should police British Columbia's second largest city. Surrey Newton MP Souk Dhaliwal, Surrey Panorama MLA Ginny Sims, and City Councillor Brenda Locke are also challenging McCallum for the mayor's seat. And if you love mini golf and drinking, there's a new place opening up for you in the Granville Entertainment District. It's called Party Putt. Vancouver's first indoor mini golf bar. It's aiming to bring some nostalgic and quirky fun to the city. Coming in September, folks can find it open on the second floor of the Dublin Calling Party Pub and Kitchen, which is at 670 Smythe Street. The golf-themed spot will feature a pro shop-style reception lounge, an 18-hole mini golf, 
with themed holes featuring city landmarks like Science World and the Lionsgate Bridge. It will also boast an impressive tap selection of a dozen brews and golf-themed cocktails alongside all sorts of food choices. The new concept's launch marks the beginning of a multi-phase redevelopment of 670 Smythe Street, but fans of the beloved pub shouldn't panic. Dublin Calling will be moving to the first floor and later the rooftop of the building. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up next, we'll talk to the people behind the VSO about what the symphony has in store for us this fall as they unveil their 104th new season. And they've got some great shows that might surprise you. We'll hear about that next. Vancouver Consumer continues on 980 CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra is just about to start its 104th season as one of the longest-running symphony orchestras in Canada, and they have some incredible events coming up from the straight-on, powerful classical music like legendary violinist Itzhak Perlman to some other things you might not expect, like astronaut Chris Hadfield performing with the symphony, the drummer of the police, Stuart Copeland, and also the music of Queen. And that's just a small taste of the new season coming up. And you can uh, get a lot more information at vancouversymphony.ca online, or you can get the new VSO app, which works with Apple and Android devices. And to talk about the new season with me now is our friend Angela Elster, the CEO and president of the VSO and uh, the VSO School of Music. Hi, Angela. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me on the show again. I'm so excited about being on the show. So grateful and uh, very, very inspired about the season ahead for the VSO. Yeah, and I guess this is a pretty busy, busy time of the year. A lot of people now are, you know, at the cottage, not doing very much. But you guys are just getting ready for the fall season. And you had the big show last night at the PE, the the tribute That's to right. the Beatles. That's right. We're riding high on that wave. It was a wonderful, wonderful performance at the PE, the Classical Mystery Tour, a tribute to the Beatles. And um, I would say at least 2,000 people were up in the aisles, dancing and twisting and singing along, everybody saying, hey, Jude. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and and it's such a beautiful place to listen to music outside when it's warm, uh, beautiful summer night. <sighs> what a great venue. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's again that, that intersection of, of Vancouver's natural beauty. You could see the sun setting behind the mountains as the concert was about to begin. And there's just such magic in the air. Yeah. And then there's the faint hint of screaming from people on the rides <laughs> yeah. in the background. That adds a little bit of action to it. And then, you know, too. as, as the, as Imagine was being performed, everybody got their phones out. And in the distance, you could see the fireworks. It was just really magical. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that yeah. that's cool. So so I want to talk a, a little bit about the the orchestra and the history and 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 mm -hmm. and this new season, but first, let's just kind of go through some of the things you've got uh coming up in September. Um you kick things off with just a a powerhouse, Itzhak Perlman uh at the Orpheum yes. and and that yes. kind of kicks off the season, hey? 
That's right. That's our first special of our 104th season, as you mentioned, the 22-23 season. And he's simply legendary, the violinist Itzhak Perlman, on September 15th for one night only. And he'll be performing music from some of Hollywood's greatest films, including, of course, the iconic theme from Schindler's List, John Williams' Schindler's List, and Maestro Tausk will be conducting. And it's going to be... um, my, uh, Mr. Perlman's only performance um, in, in Canada this year. It's a very limited North American tour, and we're just so privileged. And he's such a superstar and a wonderful person, of course. And then you're right. The next day, C- Colonel Chris Hatfield, <laughs> down to earth on the stage of the Orpheum. <laughs> yeah, that's it's so interesting to me. I mean, you've you've got Chris Hadfield, the astronaut, and then you also mm-hmm. have Itzhak Perlman. Um, it seems like every year it the the program becomes a little more innovative and uh, just so interesting. It must it must be really fun to. I mean, Chris Hadfield is an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Chris <laughs> and, Hadfield uh, is an astronaut, and and yet you know here we can find the the synergies. You know his his. Um, performance will be a night of magical music and storytelling, and again, including music by John Williams from films like Superman and E.T. and Hook. So, you know, the, the, the nexus in all of this is amazing music with an amazing world-class orchestra and um, guest artists from all over the globe. Yeah, and, and I also noticed September 30th, and, and the 1st of October, it's it's uh, Police Deranged with Stuart Copeland, the <laughs> yeah. drummer of the police. Now, Stuart Copeland is, is, I mean, obviously he's a great drummer. He's the drummer of the police. But that mm-hmm. guy is a really interesting musician, a, a real percussionist. Amazing percussionist, yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we're really, I think that's going to be a really energized evening. And I'm really looking forward to Roxanne. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the, the one thing I'll, I'll have to mention, too, uh, the music of Queen, which which yes. has some, some symphonic elements in it in in their recorded work. So I think that that's a perfect mix. Yeah, I think, you know, the music of Queen is so beloved, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody played by the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. That's pretty, pretty spectacular. I think yeah. we're all going to have a wonderful evening on October uh, 5th with Music of Queen. Yeah, and it's hard to think about uh, Halloween, but Halloween's <laughs> going to be here before you even know it. And I yes. notice you have s- something called the Symphony of Terror, which I, yes, I wonder the about. Of Terror. Yes, it's, it's not on Halloween night. It's Tuesday, October 25th. Right. And it'll, of course, be featuring the remarkable Vancouver Symphony Orchestra with Edwin Outwater conducting and Peaches Christ as host and vocals. And it will be an evening of drag. <laughs> wow, that that sounds like a lot of different elements, but I think that uh, that could be another great thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So all- well, you can see the diversity. You, you can see what we're trying to do here, the diversity of what this orchestra can offer the Lower Mainland and beyond. Yeah, yeah so... I, I just encourage people to go to Van, VancouverSymphony.ca on the web, and you can you're still downloading the app, the VSO app, right? Correct. That's correct. Uh, yes, available on Apple and Android devices, 
And, you know, we are also making a real commitment to the environment, so we're hoping that people will use their app. Um, as last season, we will not have programs, paper programs this season. We will have collector allegros, collector volumes of allegro, which gives you sort of a third of the season in great detail with interviews, but we're trying to um, really be conscious of the environment as well. Right. So so it's the 104th season, the longest running symphony orchestra in Canada. I mean, mm. when, you, when you sat down uh, to talk about the new season, I, I don't know if there's a, like a date, like, you know, six months ago where you sat down and decided. But I mean, what was, I mean, what were the challenges of keeping it fresh? And what, you know, when you sat down, I, I'm not even sure what my question is, but what was it like mm -hmm. planning for the 104th season? Well, I, I think I'll start by saying I don't think we've sat down in the last two and a half years because we've been riding the global pandemic roller coaster. And, you know, prior to to this world-changing pandemic, uh, we would have sat down two years in advance to plan our seasons. But um, we had to get used to, as the rest of the world, of making changes. And so, you know, we really experienced the strength and resiliency of the VSO and the VSO School of Music over the past few years. And as you know, and, and I, I shared this with your audiences last time, 20 and 2021 uh, season was entirely virtual, 40 full performances virtual. Then 21-22, which we've just ended at the end of June, was fully live, or so we expected, with a couple of pivots throughout the season because of Omicron and other, uh, you know, provincial guidelines changing. Um, and so we sat down or stood up or danced uh, thinking that what could we do for the future? And we were determined that this next season, 22-23, would be an optimistic season a season of hope, a season of creativity and of ambition. And, you know, we're not uh, wearing rose-colored glasses. We understand uh, that to keep the BSO thriving as an arts and cultural institution here in, in BC, uh, we're going to need a lot of help because there is still audience hesitancy. And, you know, we, we still have uncertainty. But we really made a concrete effort, Maestro Tausk, myself, the leadership team, and all of our staff and musicians, to be optimistic. I think more than ever, we now know that music and the arts is core to a thriving city and a, a thriving community. And so that our season, 22-23 uh, season, reflects that ambition, that creativity, and as Maestro Tosk likes to say, the most curious orchestra on the planet. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the most curious orchestra on the planet. That That's yeah. a lot to think about. That's great. We're mm -hmm. talking to Angela Elster. She's the CEO and president of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra and the VSO School of Music. And we're talking about the 104th season of the Vancouver Symphony, uh, the longest running symphony in Canada. And it seems to me, uh, and I don't know, maybe it's me getting older, but when you thought about the symphony, when I was younger, it was, it was very highfalutin. It was, you know, you mm. wore a tuxedo or something, but mm. now when I look at your website and I see what's coming up, there's a really sort of organic approach, not only, uh, sort of musically, because you're, you're incorporating all different types of music, not just classical music, but also popular music and rock music, but also 
it's culturally diverse and it, it, it gets into the community in a way that, that, that I think is, is uh, it, it's never been this tied into the community. Would you say that's true? Absolutely. I, I'd say that's true. Um, and it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's, our, our mission is to create, curate, and connect irresistible musical experiences. That's, that's our North Star. And so the creation means there's, throughout the whole season, you'll hear new music, music that's being created right now as we speak that is not even complete yet um, and will be performed this year. And also weaving through all of that is, you know, um, making sure that our Indigenous Council here at the VSO, which represents the Squamish, Sabretooth, and Musqueam nations, uh, is woven through the entire season and then highlighted in March with our Path Forward concert. Um, we also always look for diversity in music. We've just been talking about it. You know, we've got everything from Stuart Copeland to um, our classical series that we're not going to ever stop shining our our uh, flashlight and North Star on our classical season. We've got Brahms, we've got Tchaikovsky's uh, Winter Daydreams, Stravinsky, Rite of Spring, we've got Berlioz, Les Nuidite, and that's just to name a few. Um, we're ending the season with Act Four of Figaro, Mozart's Figaro, so it's opera in concert. And this is all very, very, you know, very much our uh, focus, our determination to have the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra reflect the diversity of this city in the Lower Mainland. Yeah, and I, I think you're doing that. And if people are interested in 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 just kind of uh, finding out exactly what they have, uh, they can go to VancouverSymphony.ca. And I mean, are there there are different ticket packages that people can buy so that they can taste a little little yes. different taste. Yes, I'm really glad you mentioned that. You know, our masterworks are our our beloved classical series, and um, you know we've got, for instance, uh, Katya Bunisilvali, uh, who's a Georgian firebed, opening our season uh, this year with um, Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto Number no. One. So there's the masterwork series Gold and Diamond. This year we've also uh, launched a discovery package, and that's you know for people who might be new to the symphony, we really want to be inclusive and invite new audience members. In fact, as COVID began to decline, we found 20% of our audiences were new and younger because people were exploring things to do in this city, things to excite them right. and bring them together. And so the discovery package is sort of, you know, let's call it, um, you know, a buffet of everything. <laughs> I like that. Well, let, let's talk a little bit more about that when we come back, because uh, I, I love that idea Great. of a buffet and all the different a things. A buffet, a musical buffet. buffet. <laughs> nice. We're talking to Angela Elster, CEO and president of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. And when we come back, we'll talk about that buffet because there's some pretty interesting things, which I'm sure will surprise you. And that's coming up when we return on Vancouver Consumer right after this. Vancouver Consumer continues on 980 CKNW. Welcome back. This is Martin Strong, and we are talking about the symphony, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, with Angela Elster, the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO School of Music. And uh, I want to talk about the School of Music, uh, but I also want to mention something that uh, a lot of people love because uh, 
the VSO is just about to open their 104th season and they have a whole bunch of different, different things. And one of the things that people really love is when the symphony celebrates movies and all the great movie music, because I think that, I guess that's where a lot of people get their classical music nowadays is movies. And uh, you're not letting us down in that department this season, are you? No, the movies are extraordinarily popular. And as, as we've spoken about before, you know, m- music scoring for, for films is orchestral. It always has been. And there's rich music available. So this year, uh, film concerts are on sale now. We've got The Wizard of Oz, Home Alone, West Side Story. Those are the those who've been announced, and there are others just about to be announced. So everyone, keep your eyes and ears open for the movie nights. And movie nights are made possible uh, for the VSO because they're presented by TELUS. So we're very grateful for all of that support. Right. And The Wizard of Oz sounds great. And and when I first saw Home Alone, I saw the picture of Macaulay Culkin on your website. <laughs> and then I thought, I thought, wow, that's funny. And then I started to think about it. And there are some like real uh, classics uh, in classical music yeah. in that score, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's all, all coming up. And you can go to vancouversymphony.ca to find out more information. And uh, it is the 104th anniversary, or I, I wouldn't call it an anniversary, but it's just your 104th season. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if there's a word for 104, because I know sesquicentennial is 150. I don't know if 104 has a word, but it's still important. I would say. <laughs> yes, I, I can. I, I, I think it's very important. I think every year right now is to be celebrated, and perhaps we just call it, uh, you know, our return to live performing music. That's really what I'm excited about. Um, yeah. The excitement of live performance and the audiences and our musicians. Yeah, and I, I think you, you say something very important there because this is kind of uh, the return back. Finally, yeah. it seems it seems like it to me. I mean, I hadn't been to a concert uh, in a long, long time because of COVID. And last week, I was at two, and uh, one mm-hmm. of the exactly. one of the concerts concerts was Thursday night. I went to see the singer Father John Misty at the mm-hmm. Orpheum Theater. And at mm-hmm. one point, I was watching the show. It was amazing, and the Orpheum Theater is such a beautiful venue. And I looked straight up. And there, I guess you'd call it a trompe l'oeil on the, on the roof of the orphan. Yes, the ceiling art. <laughs> the ceiling art. And there's, there's, it looks like uh, a, it's a classical composer. So let's talk a yeah. little bit about the Orpheum because that's, you know, your main venue. Um, how important is the Orpheum Theater to the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra? Well, the Orpheum Theatre is considered the home of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, and there's a there's a deep connection. Um, you know, um, obviously, we all know that the Orpheum was not built as a symphonic um, hall, but it was built as a vaudeville theatre, and there were years where the city of Vancouver was going to demolish the Orpheum because it was in such poor shape, and the board of the VSO felt that that would be a very big mistake, not only for our own orchestra, but for the city and for the province, because it's such a gem. And so um, together, we we raised funds to renovate the Orpheum, the West Coast Energy 
uh, lobby was launched so that people could um, meet and have community together um, before and uh, at intermission and after concerts. And uh, then in the last few years, uh, in partnership with Canadian Heritage, the VSO was able to outfit the Orpheum with uh, recording and live stream equipment in partnership with uh, Vancouver Civic Theatres. And we're so thrilled with that because that was really our lifeline during during the pandemic. Right, right. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful venue. And yeah. it's just so warm. When you when you come out of the theatre, too, it's like the, the lobby is so beautiful. Uh, we're, beautiful we're talking yeah. to... Angela Elster, she's the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO of the School of Music, the VSO School of Music. And that's a big part of the symphony orchestra. Um, just, you know, sort of cultivating new talent. And it's sort of an, a way that the, the, the orchestra is an organic part of Vancouver. Let's talk a little bit about the, the School of Music. What, uh, yeah, how important is that? Yeah. It's wonderful. I mean, you know, it's such a brilliant idea. And, you know, God rest his soul, Maestro Bramwell Tovey, uh, this was his idea, along with, at that time, uh, the CEO of the VSO, Jeff Alexander, and the chair of the board, Art Wilms. I remember they came to visit me when I was still working in Toronto and, and asked what, what I thought about launching a school here right next to the Orpheum um, in what was then the Capitol Theater. And I said, this is brilliant, not knowing that years later I'd be here. And it's such a wonderful nexus to have the highest quality of music education available to our society, to our community, along with world-class artists uh, at at the VSO and, and the guest artists. And the guest artists are international master teachers for these young students. The, the the school is also not only focused on symphonic music. It is everything from our mini music makers, which is children as young as three months old with their care providers, and then uh, seniors who are enjoying uh, coming back to music or learning an instrument for the first time. We have a traditional uh, Chinese instrument program called Azalea Ensemble. We have a great jazz program headed by the iconic Jody Prosnick and um, also world music with Mohammed Asani. So it's just a really wonderful treasure at the heart of the entertainment district in this city. And uh, I have a lot of faith that these young students will become the next superstars and also the next generation of music lovers. That's great. And I guess people can go to vancouversymphony.ca to find out more about the school. Absolutely. And the school's also at uh, vsoschoolofmusic.ca. They're linked. The websites are linked and registration is open and we service 2,500 people a year um, and just keep that love of music going and going and going. And frequently the um, students of the school perform prelude concerts here in the Orpheum or at the Bell Centre in Surrey. And so from 7 to 7.30, you might hear a student ensemble playing, which is really fun. Yeah, that's great. And it's interesting, you mentioned uh, uh, seniors who are kind of getting back into music and Mm -hmm. sort of discovering the joy of music in that time. And how about retired astronauts? Uh, yes, retired are, astronauts. Yes, getting, there's mentioned... room for everyone. 
<laughs> and I mentioned that because Chris Hadfield, I guess, I guess he's, I guess he is a retired astronaut. I guess he's not going up in space anymore, but he's performing with the VSO and telling stories uh, Friday, September 16th. And uh, for people who are just joining us, we're talking about the new season, the 104th season, and uh, that's Friday, September 16th. And then the 104th season kicks off on September 15th with Itzhak Perlman. And uh, Itzhak Perlman, um, legendary violinist. And, and I guess that's such a, you know, just a solid way of opening the season, just announcing that you're here. And, and you know, our theme for this season is let's play. And you, you can play with that, with that theme. You know, let's play, let's get live music going, let's play and let our hearts be joyful, and let's play with some of the most revered musicians in the globe. Yeah, in the globe, all around the world. All and we talked and and we talked about uh, earlier we talked about uh, uh Mr. Perlman, Chris Hadfield, also mm-hmm. uh Stuart Copeland of the Police, the music of Queen, all the the, uh, the Symphony of Terror. So what what have I missed that you you want to tell people about with that that's coming up? Um I think uh Along those themes of being eclectic and creative, we've got Brass Transit, North America's number one Chicago band tribute on January 19th. So that's going to be fantastic. And then April 19th, um, Said the Whale performing here at the Orpheum. That's Vancouver's own indie rock group. So those are, you know, really delightful um, opportunities to bring in audiences that perhaps have not um, are not familiar with the VSO, but might be familiar with Chicago or Said the Whale. And then what excites me too is our commitment to exploring the intersection of music and the natural world. And we have a new series called Our Planet. It's opened by Hélène Grimont, who is a world-renowned pianist, but she's also an environmental activist and uh, champion for the Worldwide Fund for Nature, Amnesty International, and she has her own wolf sanctuary. So this is going to be really interesting, and that's followed by the Rite of Spring, and as you've already said, Chris Hadfield, and he's also an environmentalist. And then in, um, in, in, we're going to also have uh, Le Nuidité, which is midsummer songs about the environment. And then really beautifully, uh, Life Emerging 1 and 2, composed by Marcus Goddard, who is um, one of our brass players in the orchestra and a renowned composer. And as I said earlier, he is still composing some of this music, and it's going to explore the effects of climate change in Antarctica and the Pacific Northwest. So that's a series I really invite our audience to come and attend, to enjoy, but also to learn and to celebrate our planet. Yeah, and go to the VancouverSymphony.ca and check out everything that's there. There's that and so much more. Um, there's a, a Joni Mitchell tribute just uh, yes. again as well and and that chicago thing uh the the chicago uh tribute band uh just to hear those songs <laughs> oh man and to hear the trombones and the brass yeah. live i think with those old chicago songs just will be incredible i i think I'm absolutely to go, absolutely gonna, and there's also an edith piaf tribute and um we're going to extend that edith piaf tribute to another uh, let's play, and that is the return of the VSO Gala. 
which of course has had to be um, silenced over the last few years, and it will return on February 23rd at the Convention Centre, and the theme is La Vie en Rose. So it's very Parisian, very, very um, Edith Piaf, and I think that um, we're going to have a wonderful evening to celebrate our corporate sponsors and to continue to raise money for the VSO and the VSO School of Music, because as, as optimistic as we are and as hopeful as we are, we know that there are still headwinds, and we'll do everything to to keep the music going. Our donors and our corporate sponsors are our lifelines. Well, I wish you the best of luck. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Angela Elster, the CEO and president of the VSO and the VSO School of Music. Uh, all the best and congratulations on 104 seasons. And uh, Thank I, I you wish- so much. Thanks for your support. And, you know, uh, we are always thrilled to be speaking with you and our friends at CKNW. VancouverSymphony.ca is the place to go, and you can also um, you can also uh, buy all sorts of ticket packages. The discovery package is worth uh, looking into. And uh, thank you, Angela. And when we come back, uh, this day in Vancouver history, not a great day for Vancouver newspapers. Some people called it Black Wednesday. That story when we come back on Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Vancouver Consumer continues on 980 CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong with some Today in Vancouver history. It was 42 years ago today when the Vancouver newspaper business was forever changed as the Vancouver Sun was purchased by the company that already owned the city's other major newspaper, the Vancouver Province. The headline that ran in the sun on August 27th read, Sun Bought by Southern Newspaper Group. It was not welcome news for much of the people who worked in the newspaper biz in Vancouver. It became known around the newsroom as Black Wednesday. Even the mayor at the time, Jack Volrich, was outraged. He was quoted in the Vancouver Sun as saying, quote, not only is the merger bad for our community, but it's bad for democracy, unquote. The union, the newspaper guild, was against it. They demanded action from Justice Minister Jean Chrétien and the immediate launch of a formal inquiry by the Federal Bureau for Competition Policy. Since the 1950s, though, the two papers did have a partnership known as Pacific Press, but each paper retained its own ownership. Newspaper consolidation uh, was becoming more and more common in the 70s, however. For example, earlier in 1980, the Victoria Times and the Victoria Colonist merged into one single paper. The lack of competition among newspapers had been a concern for years before that. A decade earlier, in 1970, Senator Keith Davey estimated that three newspaper chains controlled 44.7% of the country's newspapers. And newspaper ownership in Canada has only gotten more concentrated over the years, especially as competition from the online content that we're seeing has forced them to completely rethink how they deliver the news to their readers. This is Vancouver Consumer, and I want to thank our guest uh, this afternoon, Vancouver Symphony Orchestra President Angela Elster, CEO and President, and she's also the CEO and President of the VSO School of Music. Go to vancouversymphony.ca 
uh, or download the app, the VSO app, which works with Apple and Android devices. And you can see all the things that they have going this season. It starts in September with Itzhak Perlman, the violinist. And there's all sorts of great things, whether you're a, a classical music fan or a rock and roll fan, it's all there. Stuart Copeland of the police will be performing with the symphony orchestra. There's a tribute to Queen, a tribute to the band Chicago. Imagine how good that would sound with all the brass instruments in the, the Orpheum Theater. And so go to vancouversymphony.ca for all the information. I'm Martin Strong, and you can hear us on Vancouver Consumer every Saturday afternoon, 2 to 4. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho, and we'll see you next week. Stick around. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.